to you from the Spirit Lounge. I'm your host, Lily. With me is my co-host, Vanessa, and this is the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Spirit Lounge, everyone, for another happy hour. Welcome back, everyone. Yes, today we'll be wrapping up our summer campfire story series. Mouthful. Yes. <laughs> we'll be back from camping in our tents. <laughs> We're back into civilization. Right. <laughs> it was fun, though. It was fun. It was a good couple of episodes that yep. we did, mostly because of the s'mores. Big time of the s'mores. Yes. <laughs> S'mores and cocktails. So it was like s'more and cocktail hour. Yeah. Best of both. I know. It was perfect. It was fun. And we loved it. We had the fire in the background. Yes. So that was for added (laughs) ambiance. I really liked this series. I hope everybody out there did as well. It was different. Yeah. So uh, what's going on? What's going on in in the life of Vanessa? Well, not a whole lot. But I did see something article wise okay so in paranormality magazine i saw an article that said man shocked to find witch bottle while gardening witch bottle what the (laughs) heck is a witch bottle uh i don't know (laughs) what first of all what is a witch bottle and how does he know what a witch bottle is and how does it get to someone's backyard that's what i want to know okay so it was weird so i was like what yeah all these questions in my mind (laughs) had to read it okay so it said a man stumbled upon a mysterious witch bottle buried in his backyard while gardening okay note to self be careful while gardening (laughs) he said it was a dirty jar tightly sealed with tape okay and then he noticed that it had brown liquid inside with something floating gross inside the bottle right so he got curious oh my gosh he was intrigued again okay this kind of reminds me again of like the haunted objects yeah remember how there was a guy that in his house he saw something wrapped up and it, yeah, he's like oh let me open it up space. yeah that, yeah yeah and then the, he took it out and put it on his and desk it's like no don't mess with it. Right. Put it back. Why? Okay. Okay. It's one thing if you find a quote unquote witch bottle. <laughs> okay. If you're gardening and you find this, you're like, oh, what the heck is this? Gar- uh, garbage. Right. You would think. A normal, person, be a normal all, person would oh, be like, let's yeah. open this up. And exactly. Let's examine it. Gross. <laughs> Especially when there's liquid. Ew. Brown liquid. Ew. No less. Okay. So he was intrigued and he used gloves and tweezers. And he took out the contents of the jar and put it on a mesh. He found papers with writings immersed in some oily, aromatic substance, along with leaves and what happened, what appeared to be a lone chili pepper. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) He also found two small rag dolls, one white and the other black tied together with string. And this was all in this bottle. Apparently. Okay. Everything was, I guess, tiny. He cleaned up the dolls <laughs> and tried to read the writing, which he thought were names. He assumed buried by past homeowners, and he posted it on his socials. So he took pictures <laughs> of it and he posted it. And this, first of all, this sounds like voodoo. Uh, yes, I was. Wait- I looked at you yeah. when I was reading it. I'm like, are you going to say anything? Pause, voodoo. Pause, looking, <laughs> staring. So it's, he posted it on his socials. Everyone was telling him. Why, why would you do that? Why yeah, would right. you touch it? He was everyone was saying, leave it alone, yeah. put it back, mm-hmm. don't open it. Yes. Why are you doing this? 
Some some told him to use sage to cleanse his home after opening it. And the man did say he felt a strange vibe after opening up everything and taking it out and messing with it. It's like, why would you do that? First of all, if it looks odd and creepy, don't even. I'm like rolling my eyes. Yeah, like you they, are. You are rolling your eyes. rolled all the way in the back of my head. <laughs> I, I just. You're like, I can't believe it. I can't believe this person. Well, let's just say, like, again, haunted objects. Mm-hmm, we read mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. We had our list. In case yes. you didn't um, listen to that episode, go back and listen to it. It was quite yeah. interesting. But it's like, this like sounds we like it said, there. Mm-hmm. yeah, like we said, don't touch stuff that you are not familiar with. Don't be curious. <laughs> that, that's just the moral of it. Don't be don't be a curious person. <laughs> Even though like in school and everything, everyone's all be curious, right, be this, right. be that. It's just like I feel like this is kind of just something. Why waiting. would you do that? Yeah, it's trouble waiting to happen again. And it's kind of like how we talked about in that episode where it's always it's always those oh, people that are skeptical yeah. and they don't believe right. in this kind of true. stuff and like true. oh you know this isn't true this yeah. isn't real let's Nothing's see what gonna this happen. is right yeah. and then all of a sudden something happens and then they're crying about yeah. it yeah <laughs> that's exactly what this is and now he's all like oh yeah i feel weird vibes now well duh <laughs> it's like gee that's no, what you get no kidding jeez <laughs> well yeah i thought that would be hilarious to bring up because everything that it. he did you and i literally are like no so that makes sense so i asked in the beginning how did why did they why did he call it a witch bottle or why did they call it a witch bottle obviously right. it's because of what they found in it probably it seems to be something that could be tied to some sort of spell casting yes mm-hmm. whether or not that's voodoo or or whatever Hoodoo, all this other stuff right. i mean to me that's what it sounds like right i i agree yeah but wow interesting yep i'm glad you enjoyed like like it like unfortunately it. we had we had a laughter on this guy's <laughs> expense i'm curious now i want to read up more on this <laughs> on this story well go to the magazine <laughs> paranormality magazine yes we love that one actually that we do yes we were featured on that yes. one so of course we love it shout out paranormality magazine Woo woo all right, so now that we got that crazy story out of the way, <laughs> what do we have going on for today's episode? So today we will explore some caves in the South and a historical park with some wartime history. So sit back, get comfortable in front of the fire, and pull up a drink and a s'more. Before we get into it, though, like always, and for the last time, darn, let's talk about today's s'more and drink feature well first of all let's just say they've been sitting here on the desk (laughs) and we've literally been trying to work on our tech issues that we've been having i know we had a a slow start today right we did have some technical difficulties but got it all sorted out and these things have been staring at us today (laughs) today has been like all kinds of tech difficulties like just all around yeah trying to get the video our lives have been a tech issue today yeah we were down one person that usually helps record Right, right and we needed that person <laughs> shout so, out shout out you know who you are <laughs> and so she was tired so she's like can you can you do it without me and we're like fine okay how hard how hard could it be right. how hard we can do this God. i mean really it's just making just the freaking th- s'more and throw some sticks on the fire right. it's like we got this done and then we get down there and realize we're running all over the place <laughs> we really haphazardly were. honestly <laughs> I think at one point you were like running around with your hands like up in the air because you're like her, 
Great. We need more six fires going out. I'm like, why did this look so easy before? It's like we're running around. I'm like, where are the freaking sticks? Where do you keep these sticks? Like, I don't even know. Like some stick area. Oh, my God. But of course, it's funny. We made the joke, though, that typical, like whenever anybody leaves us two to do something, craziness will I know ensue. it does it actually does we're like running up the hill to get these freaking six running back down the it's easiest like, task God. all of a sudden when it's the two of us yeah it's not easy like, <laughs> we need we need to be supervised is really what it comes down to it god and you know what the sad part is we were saying this has been ever since we were little school projects that we tried to help each other with wound up kind of like running around like crazy pretty much we never found an easy way to do anything it seems like (laughs) everything's like the hard way (laughs) it's like the blind leading the blind (laughs) pretty much like if you put us two together that's it it's it's nothing's happening trouble (laughs) (laughs) but we finally got the s'mores together we got the drinks and they look good they look amazing check out the tiktok so this is the what s'more the salted pretzel s'more it is obviously the graham and the marshmallow but it also has some heath bar chocolate and crushed pretzels yum it looked so good as we were putting it together i wanted (laughs) to take a bite but obviously i had to wait right so i am going to take a bite finally please do i'm excited to hear about it and make sure i get you go first and i'll go after with some pretzel lily's trying to find the perfect angle Mm mm-hmm crunch Mm. so what do you think that is good it reminds me kind of of like um the first s'more that we did with the bacon oh yeah that was the best one i think because you get a little bit of the saltiness from the pretzel Mm -hmm. and the chocolate Mm -hmm. delicious so delicious like okay Mm -hmm. if i had to rank vanessa's gonna take a bite now right pretzel order of like oh that was a good bite Mm -hmm. i could hear that Mm -hmm. so if i had to rank pretzel order or pretzel order (laughs) (laughs) s'more order we were just talking about that earlier (laughs) i would say bacon first was my number one this would be my number two. Mm-hmm. Then the strawberry, mm-hmm. the chocolate strawberry, and then the the Elvis, the Elvi. Mm-hmm. So we need to get all those. Yes, on one plate. Yes, we could make like a buffet of mm-hmm. sorts. Really, that would be so good. You know what would be cool is if we invited people, then mm-hmm. everybody could get their own take yeah. on their own s'more, and we could like do a trade of. I s'mores. love that. I love that. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Like a buffet. I really like this one, though. This one is really good. I think what really makes it is the salt. Yes. Because it kind of breaks up the sweetness mm-hmm. of it. Um, and I think it was amazing. So, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I really love the bacon one, too. Mm-hmm. So I think with the bacon one, same same concept, the salt and everything. I had to get another bite. Yeah. It's delicious. Totally recommend. Go on to the drink. The drink is the strawberry guava and serrano pepper mojito yes this looks delicious (laughs) well i know you like your heat Mm -hmm. so i thought that this would be great to add into the drink so go ahead so this one was cool because it used again Mm -hmm. that simply mixology uh juice Juice drink Yeah, yeah the juice mix so we used one of those before for a previous drink, and mm-hmm. now we're using the strawberry guava mojito version mm-hmm. of that one. Yeah. 
Uh, so it's that strawberry rum. Cut up a couple of strawberries. Cut up a little bit of serrano pepper. Really, it's just however much you want. Because for mm-hmm. mine, yeah. I have a good amount in mine, and right. you have just like two little slices. Totally. So. <laughs> You add it all to your glass, mix it up, and enjoy. Yes. So this one would be a quick and easy Mm -hmm. drink to do after work or if you have guests coming over or if you're sitting around the campfire. Mm -hmm. Again, I love the fact that it's just these simple ingredients. juices. Yeah. You pour that with the alcohol Mm -hmm. and you're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Cheers. Cheers. Woo. Mm. Take a swig and your thoughts. Oh, mm-hmm. as I was going to to take a taste, obviously you have those uh, slices of the Serrano peppers mm-hmm. floating up at the top yeah. and you could smell that yeah. as I'm going to drink it. <laughs> but it's funny. It's very deceiving because mm-hmm. it's not very spicy. You just kind of okay. get the smell of it mm-hmm. and you get a little a little kick at the end, mm-hmm. but mostly it's strawberry. So I think that if you were to make this ahead of time, let it marinate in your fridge. Serve it the next day. I think a lot of Ooh, that. That's yeah, a good point. I think the pepper would that's intensify. A really good point. Yeah, that would be a great one. How was yours? Like, could you taste the spicy in yours? Um, I could only because I can see the little seeds floating mm-hmm. about. I I'm looking at yours. Your seeds aren't floating about yet. No, I mine has separated. This is good. This is good though. I like the pairing. With the s'more mm-hmm. and this, because mm-hmm. this drink actually is not very sweet. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be sweeter than what it actually is. I actually did too. So delicious there. And then with the s'more, again, not as sweet because you're cutting it with the pretzel, the saltiness mm-hmm. of the pretzel. Mm-hmm. Perfect. For me, that is perfect. Home Love run. It. Yes. Home run. Four, four, four stars across the board. I think this is a good one to end with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So now that we have our drinks and our s'mores, let's huddle around the fire and tell our first campfire story. Have you ever felt like vacationing somewhere would help relax you? You might think perhaps going off to an isolated location where it is just a man versus nature scenario might help give you a break from the day-to-day grind, and yet, give you a sense of freedom. But, what if that scenario isn't what you bargained for? As you're sitting alone, off the beaten track, your mind starts to wander, and you begin to hear the rustling of leaves as the air starts to thicken. Branches are moving as though someone or something might be standing there, looking, studying you, and waiting. You begin to wonder, am I alone or is that just my mind playing tricks on me? As you allow yourself to take the journey into this story, remember, the darkness offers more than we may have bargained for and can propel you into a state of nyctophobia. Mammoth Cave National Park, found in Kentucky, is a natural wonder the largest known cave system in the world that draws hundreds of thousands of visitors each year. Beneath the sandstone and shale ridges of Mammoth Cave lies the most extensive cave system on Earth. After 4,000 years of intermittent exploration, the full extent of this water-formed labyrinth remains unknown. 
with over 365 miles of surveyed passageways, Mammoth Cave is over twice as long as any known cave. How long might it be? Geologists think there could be 600 miles of undiscovered passageways. Indigenous people lived and hunted in Kentucky between 2,000 and 4,000 years ago. These early explorers traveled miles within Mammoth Cave, using cane plants as torches in order to collect minerals. How they use the minerals is still a matter of speculation, although it is hypothesized that they were valued for medicinal and or ceremonial uses. One of the most fascinating discoveries made by archaeologists indicates that some of the indigenous people utilize the cave to prepare bodies for burial. Researchers found parts of 41 human skeletons at the Salts Cave campsite. Mammoth Cave played an important role at the very start of American tourism. As an attraction, the cave predates all national parks. The Mammoth Cave of Kentucky became an attraction by 1816. Also around 1816, people started to visit the cave. In 1838, Stephen Bishop, along with the Bradsford brothers, became renowned guides. Bishop was also a great explorer of the cave systems and helped discover many miles of the caves. He was also the first to see many of the stream's creatures and helped in their discoveries. The Bransfords and their descendants were guides at Mammoth Cave for over 100 years. However, in 1839, Dr. John Krogan extensively developed and explored the cave, exploiting it commercially as one of the great wonders of the world. He built roads, improved buildings, and constructed a large hotel to lodge tourists. Not only did Dr. Krogan make so many developments to the caves, he also was trying to contribute to the medical world. He noted that visitors and miners reported feeling distinctly well after spending time in the caves. Geologist and author Horace Carter Hovey wrote, quote, The air is slightly exhilarating and sustains one in a ramble of five or ten hours, so that at its end, he is hardly sensible of fatigue, end quote. Further having observed that timber and animals did not decay with the cave, Dr. Krogan hoped the environment would be restorative and therapeutic for tuberculosis patients. Subsequently, he established an experimental hospital treatment facility within the cave. Believing the uniform temperature and humidity held curative properties, Dr. Krogan invited 16 patients under his care to take up residence in the cave in the winter of 1842. Patients resided within a series of buildings, including two stone cabins and eight simple wooden structures measuring 12 by 18 feet. Living within the cave, patients initially seemed to improve. Unfortunately, as winter progressed, it became clear that the dank, dark conditions worsened the patient's symptoms. Smoke and ash from oil lanterns and large fires used to light the cave continuously filled the chambers while the dampness of the air further degraded damaged lungs. Cedar trees and bushes brought in to lighten the atmosphere 
quickly withered. A server named Alfred noted, quote, I used to stand on that rock and blow the horn to call them to dinner. There were 15 of them, and they looked more like a company of skeletons than anything else, end quote. While some cooking was completed within the cave, other meals were prepared off-site. As you may have guessed, life went downhill for the patients as the week wore on. As a result, five patients ultimately died inside the cave, their bodies laid out on what is known as Corpse Rock. Dr. Krogan despondently returned to the surface with the remaining survivors. The experiment was not repeated and the wood frame huts were dismantled, while the two stone cottages remained. Mammoth Cave was authorized as a national park in 1926 and fully established in 1941. As surveying techniques improved, great strides were made in describing and understanding the cave system's overwhelming extent. As you're sitting comfortably listening to our campfire story, let me remind you National parks aren't always what they seem. We are always hypnotized by the beauty nature shows us. But remember, there can always be something more ominous concealing itself behind the walls of the caves or trees. What could be causing your skin to crawl? Or feeling like someone's gaze is suddenly on you? There are several specters that haunt the caves. One of them is Floyd Collins. In the early 1920s, Collins was excavating in the caves when a large boulder shifted and suddenly landed on his leg, pinning him down. He was found a day later, and what followed was one of the nation's first and most morbid media frenzies. Radio and newspapers carried regular updates on Collins' predicament, and soon, gawkers and well-wishers from all over were flocking to central Kentucky to follow the drama. Meanwhile, rescuers were at a loss to move the boulder. Eventually, another cave-in occurred, blocking Collins off from all help. Now, he couldn't even be saved by amputation. After two weeks, Collins died alone from exposure. In areas associated with Floyd Collins' grim demise, his voice has been heard calling for help, and objects have been thrown. Many park rangers have stories they share about their personal experiences in the caves. While on the Violet City tour of the cave, park rangers give visitors an idea of what it's like to visit the cave before there were light bulbs and flashlights. Rangers call this part of their program a blackout. During a blackout, one ranger turns off the electric lights while another ranger speaks to the tour group by the light of an oil lantern. Many park guides report having strange experiences during a blackout. Rangers have been shoved by an unseen force. They also hear footsteps, but see no one there. They have been grabbed or touched in the darkness when there are no other people nearby. During one blackout, guide Larry Purcell noticed a family standing behind the rest of the group. Ranger Purcell was a bit surprised to see them since he hadn't noticed any families in his tour. The ranger noted that the father, who wore a white Panama hat, was watching the ranger talk with attention. When Ranger Purcell turned the electric lights back on, he looked for the family, but he couldn't find them on the tour. 
On another occasion, two park guides were taking a group through the chief's city room when a woman said, Who's that up there among the rocks? The guides looked up where the woman was pointing and saw a man holding a lantern atop a formation called Sacrifice Rock. The man wore a long-sleeved shirt and an old droop-style hat like that worn by the earliest guides. When they tried to get a closer look, the man was gone. Many rangers and tourists report hearing coughing and cries near the tuberculosis huts and near Corpse Rock. Many also see shadows and apparitions of the earliest tour guides walking around, pointing, or keeping to themselves. On occasion, they have been known to stop and listen to particular tours being given, perhaps making sure what is being said is correct. Another large mystery figure has been reported on the land surrounding Mammoth Cave. Hunters of Bigfoot have been looking for the creature in the woods around Mammoth Cave for years. One Bigfoot hunter in 2014 told a daily news reporter he and a group of Girl Scouts had recently seen and heard a large creature jump onto a raised walkway. The group quickly retreated. In 2019, a pair of Western Kentucky University students were camping at the park one night when a man approached them and claimed that something had wrecked his campsite. Minutes later, the man shot a gun into the woods at what he said was a Bigfoot charging at him. Sometimes people wish for a cozy vacation getaway or for an adventurous rush and wind up with a nightmarish scenario. Park rangers Colleen O'Connor Olson and Charles Hanyon have recorded many of the park's creepiest tales in their book, Scary Stories of Mammoth Cave. As they state, Among the many intriguing mysteries of Mammoth Cave are sightings of ghostly figures that appear now and again along major tour routes. Perhaps they watch us through a portal in time, long separated from the physical world in which the living reside. They belong to the shadows and darkness of the cave world. All right, and we're going to keep enjoying our s'mores and cocktails. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll have our next campfire story. Stay tuned after the break. murder on a ghost, cursed paintings burning houses down and lighthouse keepers disappearing without a trace. The world is filled with astonishing stories that will make you go and shrug saying, well, I don't know what's going on here, but it is certainly strange. My podcast, Certainly Strange, is a collection of these bizarre tales. Each episode I tell a separate story and share my own unfiltered opinions and theories about it. If this sounds interesting to you, come and join me on this journey through the strangest parts of our history. Welcome back to the show. Let's get right back into it with our next campfire story. Nestled on the northeastern tip of the Olympic Peninsula in Washington State, 
Fort Warden Historical State Park is a mesmerizing destination that beckons history enthusiasts, nature lovers, and curious travelers alike. This 434-acre park holds a treasure trove of historical significance and breathtaking natural beauty, making it an ideal place for hikers, campers, and exploration. Originally built as a military coastal defense fort to protect the system of water estuaries known as the Puget Sound from invasion, Fort Warden made up part of the coastal defense system known as the Triangle of Fire. Throughout its active military life, Fort Warden played a pivotal role in safeguarding the region, but its significance transcends the realm of defense. During World War I and II, the fort served as a training ground for troops heading to the battlefields in Europe and the Pacific. The fort was stocked with guns and artillery and was once home to nearly a thousand troops and officers who were training to defend the Puget Sound from potential enemy invaders. It was more like a small city with a cemetery, jail, and eerie row of identical houses. The fort served its purpose for approximately 50 years and was closed in 1953. In 1958, it was repurposed as a treatment center for troubled youth before being closed in the 1970s. Today, while the old buildings and history remain, Fort Warden State Park is now home to nearly 100 campsites scattered through the forest and on the beach. Fort Warden has gained a notoriety for being one of the most haunted locations in the Pacific Northwest. As a former military fort with a long and storied history, it's not surprising that it has accumulated tales of strange happenings and ghostly encounters. The park's many historic buildings, underground bunkers, and eerie landscapes have contributed to the allure of the hauntings. Over the years, numerous reports of paranormal activity and ghostly encounters of this historic site have surfaced, from unexplained sounds and mysterious apparitions to eerie sensations and chilling encounters. The park has cultivated a reputation as a place where the realms of the living and the dead seem to intertwine. The park has become a destination for ghost hunters who say they've witnessed paranormal activity. According to an article from OnlyInYourState.com, pulsating lights have been seen in the abandoned barracks and mysterious noises that sound like voices have been heard coming from the narrow tunnels in the fort. A strong smell of sulfur has been reported to come and go rather quickly and unusual figures have been captured in photographs. Apparently, a former military sergeant is said to still be going forth with his duties while angry about his death. This sergeant on duty, assigned to the guardhouse, was said to be discouraged and depressed, bothered by the loneliness of the work, accidentally killed himself with his own pistol. Whether it was carelessness or something else, he shot himself in the guardhouse. His shadowy, fuming presence has been felt and seen many times inside and outside the guardhouse. He's manifested his apparition 
one invited to do so by paranormal investigators. Many unseen presences have been felt and captured on film by various investigators in the areas near the old guardhouse and around the end of the area known as the parade grounds, where soldiers once practiced daily drills. When it comes to old military installations, they can oftentimes act like environmental triggers that draw spirits back into this world, especially if they once loved their service there or had life-changing experiences that were either for their good or that led to their death. Suffice it to say, Fort Warden has drawn back many entities. In 2019, Outside Magazine named Fort Warden State Park one of the most haunted campgrounds in the U.S. They cite that there's miles of buried tunnels, dead ends, and old rooms underneath the state park. A park employee they spoke with would not confirm if the area is in fact haunted, but told the magazine that visitors have had unsettling experiences. Reservation Supervisor Susan Thomas told KING5 Seattle News, quote, I have an adding machine in my office, and for the last five years, it's like it's been possessed. I won't be doing anything, and then all of a sudden, it'll just start spitting out red numbers and symbols. I think it's trying to communicate with me, but I'm not sure exactly what it's saying, end quote. Fiona Bloom, a paranormal researcher and author, visited Fort Warden in April of 2003. She recalled taking photos during her investigation and recounted to hollowhill.com, quote, In one photo, a clear, brilliant blue ghostly figure was standing in front of me just outside the guardhouse. I did not see this figure or any other when I took the photographs. I only knew that I was probably photographing other anomalies. As I expected, this ghost showed up on the negative and in the print. It is my only clear photograph of this apparition, end quote. This apparition is believed to be that of the former despondent military sergeant. This brilliant blue ghostly figure appeared after a fellow investigator asked him to appear for them. He complied, implying that he is an intelligent spirit, able to hear the living. The reported hauntings at Fort Warden State Historical Park have added a layer of mystery and intrigue to this already captivating destination. Whether these encounters are the result of intelligent manifestations, residual energy, psychological influences, or mere coincidence, they've become an integral part of the park's lore and continue to fascinate visitors and paranormal enthusiasts. Fort Warden Historical State Park is known as the jewel of the Pacific Northwest, blending rich history with stunning natural beauty. From its storied past as a coastal defense fort to its modern-day incarnation as a thriving cultural and recreational hub, Fort Warden continues to captivate the hearts, minds, and curious nature of all who venture within its bounds. All right, so that was our last campfire 
story of the series. Yes, it was. So before we close it out here, just want to say one more time, hope you guys all enjoyed this summer series. Definitely a fun one for us. Mm-hmm. Definitely enjoyed eating. Definitely. <laughs> and drinking. Yes. Uh, which reminds me, so just another reminder to follow us on TikTok if you don't already If you want to see us making these amazing s'mores and awesome cocktails. Yes, please do. Also, another reminder, don't forget that since this is our last episode for this little feature that we did, we will be taking a short break, Mm -hmm. a sabbatical, if you will, and then we will definitely be coming back at you. Right. So a short little hiatus. Mm Mm-hmm. A little break for us. Yep. That'll be nice. All right. So with that, until next time, thanks for joining us for another happy hour in the Spirit Lounge. I'm Lily. And I'm Vanessa. And this was the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you have Echo devices, an easy way to listen is just say, Alexa, play Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Plus, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to check out our next episode teaser and drink feature. See if you can guess what our next theme will be. Until next time, cheers! cheers.